And hello, everybody. Welcome to SE and Afterlife. I'm Jay Wade, and uh, yeah, holy shit, fuck Batman. Have we got one today? A short one, perhaps. Kind of hope so. Nothing against the show, but it's Friday. It, you know, it, it's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. So, uh, so, so, joining me here once again is the norm here, uh, new co-host of the show, Dean. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to be at the end of the week. It's Hell yeah, man. You okay. got anything going on this weekend worth speaking of, man? No, man. Um, not not really. Um, might see a couple of friends, although... Uh-oh. Froze up there, buddy. <laughs> I love it. Well, this is only fitting because they had some uh, slight technical issues at the beginning of the show today. So this is actually pretty good, and it's on point um, uh, for for how the show started today. They had a little, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah, Brett was, uh, Brett was, um, he was, uh, his voice started out. I'm multitasking. I'm trying to hit up Dean on Discord and uh, see how he's looking here. Um, but yeah, uh, Brett had a little loop going on. Uh, um, and, uh, and it, it, but everyone's dancing and every, so I don't know if they were dancing and reacting to the loop that was going on or if they were just, uh, yeah, we lost Dean. We'll get him back here though. Or if it was uh, a situation where they didn't know at all what was going on and they just had no clue uh, because, oh, no, no problem. Sorry, guys, you get to see what's going on here live, so. Uh, just, uh, he's having some technical difficulties, but yeah, and they're, they're going on. So I'm like, well, are they making their dances and, and, and stuff to, uh, the technical issue or are they doing something else that we, the listeners couldn't hear? And I'm pretty sure that's what was happening. I don't think they were aware of it. I'm not sure, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was good stuff. It was good stuff, guys. Um, let me, uh, let me go back over here to my notes. Sorry about this, guys. This stuff happens, but, uh. Uh, but I'm going to ramble on a little bit here for a second. Hopefully, we can get Dean back. Um, but uh, yeah, th this uh, this this back end episode of the week uh, covers Thursday, yesterday, and uh, today. Um, definitely going to talk to Dean about the Spider Verse stuff. Uh, got some news about that yesterday, and they talked about it some more today with Roca at the helm, at the helm, and. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, as we talked about last Wednesday and last week as well, Dean and I, I'm not really the, uh, I'm not really the uh, Shmoda or the Shmoda. I'm not really the uh, Spider-Man verse type of person. Not Spider verse. I'm not the most. What, what, what would that be? I'm not the the most well versed. Is that how you would say it? I'm not very well versed in Spider-Man. I don't know much about Spider-Man. So uh, Dean is definitely gonna gonna get in on that discussion. Um, uh, they and they talked a little bit about the Schmodown. Uh, Christian announced the undercard for the Shazam versus Corruption match. Uh, that's gonna be good. Um, I, I'm I'm getting back into the Schmodown again. I had like I said Wednesday. I had to take a little break, just getting a little frustrated with a couple things. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, one, uh, we're getting into the, we're really getting into the thick of the singles tournament here. So I got to get back into it. And, uh, and also, um, there's a bachelor, uh, uh, 
Twitch match or a, a bachelor. I'm I'm lost without you, Dean. Come back. Um, there is a Twitch. There is a match on Twitch. <laughs> I love it. Um, a Schmodown match on Twitch for bachelor title, and uh, that's going to be great. Sarah and I, who do Go Get That Rose Bachelor Nation podcast, we will be doing a watch along and play along to that match. Uh, we'll be recording it Saturday. Then we will have it up as soon as possible. Um, sorry, guys. We're trying to get Dean back here. He's having some issues. Um, but uh, but we're going to get him back here. But anyway, uh, so yeah, they talked a little bit about that, uh, the, the undercard match for that, which is going to be good. Um, today, just to give you a little rundown or preview of what we're going to get to, you know, obviously they had the tech issues, which, uh, we're having a little bit of right now ourselves. Um, uh, there's going to be a stage version of Hartsfeld Landing, um, episode from the West Wing. I'm looking forward to that. West Wing is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's definitely, in my opinion, the greatest TV drama of all time. Love that show. Uh, Soul, got some news about Soul and Disney Plus, um, as well as a fan question about some music, guys. So uh, we're going to get into some music, too. Um, we'll, we'll get Dean back here. Bear with me. It's all good, guys. I don't care. Shit happens, man. Th this is the way of life, dude. If, if everything ran smoothly and was perfect... I, I don't know. I, I life might be better <laughs> for everyone involved, but uh, that's just the way it goes, man. Um, and 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 you know, if I'm if I'm running down things myself, I carry on. But you know, without uh, without Dean here, I don't want to get into anything too heavy. Uh, we'll give him another couple minutes here. Um, uh. And then, like I said, I also just, I, I kind of, I, I kind of don't care, man. Shit happens. You know? I'll sit here and drink my fucking Mountain Dew while we're waiting for Dean. Couldn't care less. Although, <coughs> excuse me. Um, uh, I saw, when I was in high school, I saw uh, I saw Wu Tang Clan open for Rage Against the Machine. Shit was dope. And it was like '97, I believe. It was '97. Wow, it was so awesome, dude. It was over in Indiana, uh, just above Indianapolis, um, in a place called Deer Creek. Uh, I'm not sure what it is now. At the time, it was Deer Creek. Uh, then they had sold, and it was Verizon Wireless uh, Amphitheater and. You know, now who the fuck knows what it is, but um, looks like we got Dean uh, trying to pop back in here. Uh, but it, it was a great show. I was 17, I believe, and uh, it was raining. We were in the lawn. Uh, we didn't have any uh, general admission seats, so we're up in the lawn. And uh, here's Dean. Hey. Hey, what's up, buddy? Oh, man. How you doing? Yeah, not bad. So here's what I'm doing this weekend. I'm buying a new extension cord. Because here's the reason that happened. So my extension cord, I've got like this all-in-one flat that that we live in here, and my um, that's my refrigerator over there, obviously, and they're all plugged into the same thing. 
But I always get confused wow. with the um they got the individual three cheese for the um the cords on and twice in the last month I've turned the wrong um individual socket off and it was actually the fridge freezer that I turned off instead of the laptop one. So I to avoid that happening, I just unplugged the laptop instead of turning off the thing. Anyway, you know, real life Welcome back behind the scenes. Welcome back. And I was just kind of rambling on to fill space while you were while you were working on it. So now that you're back, just to really, really sum up and just wrap up quickly what I was saying. Uh, the end of the story is that Method Man was arrested on stage after the venue turned on all the lights and they continued to play more songs um, uh, for inciting a riot in which a kid got trampled to death. And then Rage Against the Machine came on and we all moshed in the rain and it was awesome. So I was, uh, I was just telling, uh, I was telling this, I was, I was sitting here and I'm like, I have my cup dude. And, and while you're gone and I'm just like, yeah, we're live and I don't really give a shit. I mean, literally, I'm just like, I don't fucking care, man. Shit happens. That's life, dude. Technical difficulties, you know? And I was like, well, I guess I could talk about something, but no, in 97, uh, I saw 96 or 97, I saw Rage Against the Machine uh, in concert, and Wu-Tang Clan opened for them, oh, and uh, it was great, dude, but uh, yeah, just at one point, uh, they were they were a few songs into their set, Wu-Tang was, and uh, Method Man, he said, like, if you've ever been to an amphitheater, you know, you've got the seats near the stage, and then there's a big lawn section above the, uh, like, bar right, the seats, yeah. and uh he said, I want to see everybody at the top of the lawn by the fence down here at the front of the stage. So everyone from the from the lawn rushed security and stormed the stage, and a kid got trampled to death. And so they kept telling uh they kept telling Wu Tang they needed to end their concert, you know, because the police were there to arrest Method Man for inciting a riot. Um, and they wouldn't, they, they did another song and they're just up there smoking weed, like, you know, fuck it, we're going to do our shit. And then the venue turned on all, they turned on all of the lights in, uh, well, no, first they turned on all the stage lights and, uh, like, like to letting them know, you know, guys, your show's over, quit. They yeah, kept going and did another song. Then the <laughs> venue turned, they turned on every single light in the entire venue was on the lawn everywhere. And they still did about two more songs, dude. And every, yeah, <laughs> every song they would do again, uh, like the next song, the you could see the police coming from backstage, walking on stage, getting closer and closer. Until he's finally, he's finally like, fuck it, guys, I gotta go. And they arrested him on stage, dude. And then, yeah. but I mean, Rage Against the Machine still came out, and yeah. that was great. When you first said that Method Man got arrested for at a concert, I thought you meant like today, like a new story. Oh no! And no. I think he got arrested for putting on like an illegal show or something. No, oh no, I didn't even think about that kind of thinking. You know, no, uh, it, it, no, this is just one of many, many concerts I've been to, and I've had so much insane, crazy fun at concerts, dude. Oh man, so I've much had fun. As many as I would like, but I've had some decent ones. Um, mostly like early 2000s sort of pop punk bands that nobody really cares about anymore but that's fine um, hey, I still love Blink 182 man I saw them yeah. twice within I saw them twice in one week dude so good oh man uh, one of my favourite bands Blink 182 and one of my 
more favorite band probably my actual favorite band is a band called alkaline trio and then um tom left blink one it too and it's like what are they gonna do and they brought in the singer from alkaline trio that was the like that was oh is that band. where he was from uh-huh that was okay okay pop punk for me that was incredible um been listening to their most recent album a lot the last year um while we're talking about music can i go on to a thing um yeah go for it man they show um i noticed that um there's been a lot more of a um, lot more music talk on the you know from the schmobots and on the crew today was like a lot a lot which is great and i was i kind of thinking that um that's got to be because there's no music, um, there's no movies to talk about, right? Yeah. So everyone's just like, "Fuck it, what's your favourite top ten albums from the 1970s or whatever?" You know, the, the music talk's getting pretty um, in depth, and it got me thinking. I don't know what you think about this. Um, and do you think it'd be a good idea for um, to maybe to do like an SEN um, Spotify playlist or something like that, where all the members of the crew could throw in like half a dozen tracks or something, you know, and then they could just yeah. put it up on Spotify, you know, it'd just be a cool thing. And, you know, it just helps get the, the brand name out there a little bit more. And people asking about it, so there seems to be, you know, a thirst for, you know, that kind of stuff. Or maybe like a Schmodown Spotify playlist, not of just the theme songs, but of, you know, managers, competitors, favourite favorite tracks yeah. or something like that. I just think that seems like a really easy thing to do. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Uh, one for us, uh, us who know them from the Schmodown and the Schmo community, it'd be cool to get their perspective on music and their taste in music uh, as opposed to movies and TV. And then also, like you were saying, uh, they could reach people who are into music more than they are TV and, and movies exactly. and be well, like, holy exactly. shit, man, well, let me see what they're doing outside. You know, they like yeah. the same music I do. I wonder what kind of content they're making. Yeah, that sounds solid to me. It seems like a no-brainer, really. It just occurred to me while I was listening to today's show. And I was like, you know, I'd, I'd listen to a, a Koi's hip-hop selection, you know, even if you wanted to do like specific ones like that or just a a general SEN crew playlist that'd be cool. You know, I'd definitely have that at a party next time I'm able to have one with my two friends um, who don't watch SEN. So, you know, <laughs> like you say, that could be a good in for, that could be, a, you know, an in for people who aren't necessarily well-versed in the YouTube or movies or TV space or whatever. So, yeah. if anyone's listening, get some playlists going on. Yeah, let's do this shit. I like that idea, it's man. It's free, it's awesome. free for them to do that. You know, it's low, pretty low fire way of just putting the brand out there a little bit more. Who yeah, knows? for sure. What's hell yeah, man. Topic. Yeah, and, and hell, and we'll still end with, and we'll we'll end it with the music talk too, because uh, yeah. a fan uh, had a question yeah. asking their favorite album, so we're gonna end the yeah. show with a little bit of music talk. It's gonna be yeah, awesome. Yeah, I've got I got. I love music. For that, yeah, big music guy. Hell yeah, uh, but but yeah, on this uh, on this episode wrapping up the uh, the back end of the week or uh, back half of the week, however you like to say it. I used to say back half, but uh, um, back end could be anything, you know. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, back half sounds a little bit better though. Back end sounds like maybe I'm trying to pick up some tail at the bar or something. I don't know. 
I'm not I'm not big into bars or anything, and I'm not big into chasing tail. But but you know, that sounds like the dance that Kate did to the um the Shory Lex song last week. Man, yeah, I can't get that image out of my head. Not in a sexual way, just out of like, whoa, she committed to that. Yeah, she goes for it, man, and I love it. She she commits hard, dude. Well, the, you know the well, I took it off the soundboard for now, but uh, the dick pills and coffee uh bit, dude. That's she goes for it, man. Yeah, you know, I'm actually thinking about maybe I'm um, putting together a little um like a double or triple bill of movies that Kate appeared in because I've not watched any of them since she's mentioned them on on the show, so I've you know I wouldn't have noticed her in them. I don't know how many times am I going to watch Crank or, or Lincoln Lawyer? But I was thinking maybe I might do an evening of that at some point. Also, maybe they should do a watch along. Maybe Kate could do a watch along for Crank or something. Brett and Kate. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch along. I was enjoying the watch alongs. We only got like two or three of them, and then they kind of just dissipated. I don't know mm-hmm. if they weren't getting a lot of views. Mm. Um, I was um, I tweeted at um. Harloff a while ago because um, I was watching Kalinowski's Avengers one and I didn't get to finish it and because it was on Twitch by the time I went back to finish it it was gone and I was hoping that they might have uploaded those to YouTube but they haven't surfaced so I guess they just weren't getting the hits or maybe just put that on the back mm. burner for some reason but Brett and Kate do crank yeah you know, that would be great hell yeah Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had Christian at the helm on Thursday at the helm with Brett and Kate and Hey Ben and uh, RB3. Uh, and RB3's back on camera now. His audio is a little off yeah. whack, but. He's in a different location. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I was watching the Inner Geekdom show um, earlier on in the week, and he said that he was running that from his phone, so I don't know if he's moved mm. or. You know, maybe he's followed Roker out to San Diego. Um, that's he's living in their basement. <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, hey, man, screw it, dude. Saves a commute. Hundred Outlaw Nation shows. You know, got to have an on on suite guy at hand. Dude, it, it's amazing the content Roker's putting out, man. Well, just the um, like the anxiety and the kind of like of doing this and I mean not so much now but especially like the last week and just kind of like the amount of room it takes up in my head when I'm thinking about it and watching you know every time watching SCM which is five days a week and I'm you know trying to make sure I mentally log certain things that might be worth talking about and just imagining that multiplied by a hundred for Roka plus moving to San Diego plus you know Schmodown stuff and watching movies which is kind of like the bread and butter that you would think they were doing. It's like, there's not enough time. There's absolutely not enough time. Yeah. So big respect to Roka if I didn't have any already, which I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've said before, um, and uh, that uh, when I first when I first was introduced to Roka via Collider Live and the Schmoes, and, or not Collider Live, but Collider and the Schmoes and everything, yeah. I was not a big fan of Roka's. Uh, there was something about him that I didn't that just it rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. And I and but over time, and it didn't take very long. But over time, dude, I have grown to love and respect that man so much, um, especially in Schmodown. And I, one of the main things that turned me was I can't remember who it was, but he had lost a Schmodown match, and just the emotion 
that came out of him, I was like, okay, I get, like, I kind of get, oh, like, man. this dude is, yeah, like, he's really passionate about this. He's He puts everything into what he does. And then that made me open my mind a little bit more. And, and the more I would listen to him, I'm like, okay, I really, really like this guy. Yeah, I, I never disliked him. When he first came on the scene, for me, um, on movie talk and stuff like that, I was like, yeah, he's fine. You know, he, he, he wasn't Ellis or Christian or, or John um, Campier, who were the, you know, like the main drawers of that show. But he started taking over hosting and he had these ridiculous opinions on Transformers. But it brought, <laughs> but it brought you know, levity and conversation. And he wasn't afraid to, to just say, like, I like these these movies and I, I, I'll fight I'll fight to hell and back for these things. And yeah. then that translate over to Schmodown, um, where and he's talked about it a lot, kind of in retrospect, about how a lot of the other people in the space kind of like made fun of him almost. Um, it seems like he got quite a hard time for how seriously he took it. And he, again, like with the Transformers, he did not back down. And now, you know, he's one of the most respected people, I think. I, I would assume I'm not speaking for everyone. Maybe some people disagree. Um, but yeah, love Roke. I met, got the um, opportunity to meet him in London, actually, um, last year for the, um, they come down for the um, come over. Top ten, yeah, and they were supposed to do one again this year, but yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Let and let's lay let let's 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 lay the blame for this year where it where it absolutely goes. There's a lot of talk out there of who's to blame. We all know who's to blame. Yeah. Corona beer. It's Corona beer, dude. Obviously. What the hell? <laughs> I remember when um. When COVID first started, and um, a lot of people were saying, "Oh man, that that that, that beer is going to have to change their name." Yeah. I was like, no, if they change the name, that's almost like admitting they had something to do with it. Right. No, like that kind of screams guilt. And no, yeah, you know. And I don't know about where you live, but when everyone was panic buying at the beginning, and everyone was buying crates of beers. And the Coronas were just getting left on the shelves. Yeah. And I was like, I can't imagine what it's like to be a person that actually believes that that has something to do with it. It just blows my mind. Absolutely yeah. blows my mind. Well, you know, I mean, hey, if, if any if any politicians out there really, really want to make sure that marijuana is never legal, just name <laughs> a fucking disease after marijuana <laughs> and there you I go. <laughs> Man, I mean, you guys are already like a third of the way there. I'm not sure what the, the ratio My is. My state is a shithole on that topic, dude. I mean, our whole country is a shithole. I mean, I'm only like an hour away from Amsterdam, and we're still yeah. a shithole for it. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Absolute nightmare. Have you ever been to Amsterdam? No. Again. I have. It's amazing. Oh, I was going to go this year, 2020. <laughs> Fuck you, Corona beer. Man, I, I stuck my foot on the, the corner of a, a unit and I'm like, fuck 2020. Oh, no, man. Nothing is my fault. I get up late, fuck 2020. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. In, in, the, in the 90s, it was blame it on the rain. 2020, <laughs> blame it on Corona beer. Um, 
but but yeah, I mean, I went well. I went to Amsterdam in t- two thousand and eleven because yeah, I flew back. We flew back like seven days before nine eleven happened. So it was two thousand eleven, or no, that was two thousand one. Nine eleven. It was September eleventh, two thousand one. I'm sorry. Whoa. Uh, but yeah, it was a good time. It was a really good time. I highly recommend you get there whenever uh, yeah. whenever this crap lets up, man. Hopefully so. Um, next year. Hell yeah. I hear it's great in the springtime, but then, I mean, it's going to, when when travel kind of opens up in that way again, it's just going to, it's going to be no-go for a year. It's like the airlines and everything are going to be so busy with people who, you know, everyone wants to have their holidays that they've missed out on and, you know, don't care about somebody like me who never had a holiday before the pandemic anyway, you know, there should yeah. be some kind of um, peak in order for that, you know. Whoever hasn't had a holiday in the longest should get the first flights. But, well, hell, you guys take more. Va- you guys have get more vacation time than we do by far. It's amazing. Um, we get like a week vacation a year, paid vacation a year. That's it. Um, uh, I think a lot of the time here it's relying on like how many hours you work, and um, it differs from company to company. But I think a lot of them. You know, it, it it it's measured out against how many hours or how many days you work in the year, and then they divide it and and work out. So you, some people get more, some people get less. Right, right. Which I guess is better than having just like a strict. You know, you only get one week. Whether you're a dirt bike racer or a heart surgeon, you get one week. You know. Yeah. I'm sure it's not exactly like that, but. Yeah, it might be. I wouldn't be surprised if you told me it was. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't have any vacation time, paid vacation time whatsoever, so I don't know anything about that kind of shit. But uh, but it, yeah, we yeah, let's bring it back. It's my fault. I'm the one, dude. I'm always the one who gets us off track. I got a segue. It's cool. While we're talking about traveling, um, Christian doing stand up. Yes. Talking about doing stand up. And I was thinking that that would be a great way to kind of like, if if it was just Christian or Christian Mark, you know, a whole little crew doing a little stand-up mini tour, whatever, it'd be a good way to test the waters for, you know, potential, you know, showdown places or cities or venues. Obviously, doing a stand-up would be much less of a production hassle than the showdown. And if they decided to do some of the smaller towns and smaller cities, do a stand-up show and it sells out then maybe they're like okay maybe it would be viable then to to expand and do more showdown events in in more places other than just like your la new york and and houston or whatever and maybe maybe we could bring a stand-up tour to the uk it's just dudes and microphone and ladies if kate's come in it's just yeah. people and microphones yeah. like come on yeah. Well, you don't have the drive-in theaters over there. We do here, and there have been some comedians who have done stand-up shows at drive-in theaters. Exactly. So, I, I mean, not only stand-up, but what what would your feelings be on the suggestion that they uh, maybe do a, do some live schmodown events at drive-in theaters? How would you feel about that? Um, I, I assume, uh, I'm, again, I'm not familiar with, like, how... You know, I know what they look like, obviously, but I don't know how that would work from, like, you know, you'd have to have, like, because if you're right at the back, 
you know, you're not going to be able to see the whiteboards or the will, you know, maybe. I, yeah, unless I they have sorry. a way to, like, I see, I don't know how, how the, that shit works with the, you know, it used to be projectors. I don't know with all the technology and shit, but yeah, maybe saying. there's a way that they could use the cameras that they use to film the match and have that shown on the screen behind the stage and, and that way everyone could see that stuff i don't know how how or if that could work but i mean that might be a good uh, good way to get at least some live events going on yeah maybe i mean even if they had to like shift you know just slightly how they they ran it and kind of just focus on like make sure they're being clear with the audio and kind of you know filling in the gaps of anything that you might miss visually you know, yeah. so reading out the wheel slices or or something like that. I mean, it's not it's not ridiculous. I, I'm sure they've talked about it. Um, I actually saw um, a clip from one of the um, showdown shows the other day, and they would um, somebody was talking about that they discussed the possibility of you know how there would be ways to do like COVID safe, socially distanced live events that fit within the guidelines and stuff like that. So, yeah. but then maybe it might be better to just leave it, let that hunger build up, you know, and then when they can come back to it full throttle, then they're definitely going to be selling out, you know, so it might be better yeah. to just yeah. people to have that, the appetite for it for a little bit longer, which is what they should be doing with the movies as well, but, you know, who knows. Yeah, I, it's all a clusterfuck, man. It's crazy. Um I don't, it seems like the only place we're allowed or expected to go is to work, um, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. I'm glad I'm working. I'm not complaining about having to go to work. Oh, I'm happy I have a job, and I'm happy to go to work. And I have fucking fun with my coworkers, too. So, Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like, so, you know, certain shops still can't open. Certain things still can't happen. And obviously, it's different over here. We're a little bit in a different place than you are but it's like the kids can go back to school but the the um the bars aren't allowed to open and i know they're there's different in terms of importance but you just think like hundreds of kids who are probably not washing their hands even if you tell them to versus you know socially distanced adults you know going to help small businesses and all this kind yeah. of stuff it's absolutely crazy two schools in my town and it's not a massive town two schools have been shut down already since september and it's like surely it's, it's not we're not ready we're not ready but you know we're gonna be ahead through it and hope for the best i guess yeah um you know something i i wasn't i wasn't sure i was ready for but i am becoming more ready for it each day i hear something new I'm kind of getting sold on this Spider-Verse that seems like it's actually going to happen. Oh, I, I, I'm kind of, I mean, I, I said, like I said Wednesday, I'm not a fan of Doctor Strange movie. It was just terribly boring. But, I mean, just, um, just the way all of this seems to be coming together, it's starting to sound really interesting. Yeah, I said um, yesterday or the other, I can't remember now, we've spoken about this topic like... It, Every day it feels like this week. Which is fine, you know, it's a topic, so it's the topic. Yeah. Well. But um, yeah. At first, I was just like, no, not the right idea. We've had um Spider Verse, 
that had its place and that was fine. But then it just feels like, okay, we're going to do, we're just going to do that because it's popular and DC are doing it and, and everything else. But then you're looking at it and you think, well, they did bring in Sam Raimi for Doctor Strange 2. So it's like, now that we're hearing this, it's just, it does kind of seem like a crazy plan is all coming together, you know, which is what the MCU does. Yeah. So, and I want to have faith, but at the same time, I'm kind of just tired of hearing about it, especially when I don't know when I'm going to see it, let alone even if they're going to be able to film it anytime soon. Um, I'd really like it if Marvel could do like, like what DC did with the fandom and, and do a little event, because I am dying dying for an Eternals trailer. Um really want to see I'm just I'm not too familiar with the comics, but for some reason I'm just really excited for that. I don't know if it's the diverse cast or the director or just the, the aesthetic they seem to be going for. Um so yeah, maybe they should just put a little event together and there's been no MCU this year at all. So it's been very like odd. Very it, odd. I think the MCU needed it to be honest. I think people would have got sick of it. True, especially with the with the you know with or in game wrapping up all of that you know yeah you're right you're right I can I think that it it ended up working out for the best I think it sucks but how you know why it ended up happening but yeah I think it might have worked out for the best. Reset it is like um, with Sony and Spider Man they always just want to throw everything they they do one or two movies that have success and then they just want to throw everything and it just it's i don't know I'm, I'm i'm concerned but you know i trust in marvel but it's sony as well and yeah and i agree with um i actually agree with ben goddard on the um the whole mcu peter parker spider-man angle so well it, as far as what because i was well I, this might be what what I was going to ask you about, uh, what do you mean exactly? Well, just that, you know, we've not really had him just be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's always okay. operating under someone else's shadow. Um, you know, Tony Stark twice and now Doctor Strange, although we don't know he's going to be under a shadow. It could be just a small cameo. Um, yeah. But, I don't know, it just seems like too much too fast, and especially when... I mean, not too fast because, you know, MCU and Spider-Man have been around for, you know, longer than some people at this point. <laughs> uh, but uh, it just feels, it just feels like a lot. And especially when it's like, when because of the way the world is, we've just got no context for any of this. You know, yeah. it's kind of just hearing all these names and things just thrown out there. And, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you about was that little debate they had about the mainly about uh, about, you know, how Peter Parker is it, his movies. They really kind of have not been Spider-Man movies, to be honest. They've been I, I would classify them as MCU movies with Spider-Man in them. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's a fair estimation. Yeah. And, they were saying with the Civil War analogy. It's in as much as Civil War was a Captain America movie, is as much is how these are, as much as these are Spider Man movies. I think that's a fair yeah. estimation, but with less other Marvel characters in them, but still some. 
How much longer are they going to give Peter a mentor until they just let him kind of become his own man? You know what I mean? Because first there's Tony, and now it seems like there's Doctor Strange. And don't get me wrong, I've been chomping at the bit to have um, Doctor Strange in Spider-Man. I was actually really hoping they were going to have Doctor Strange in the last Spider-Man movie. Um, and I think he would have fit in well there for like a in, in a sense, similar way that they had Doctor Strange in Thor Ragnarok. Um, I thought it would have been cool if um, Parker thought that Mysterio was magic based and is like, oh, who do I know that knows magic? Oh, Doctor Strange, I go and ask him about it. And Doctor Strange is like, nah, he's not using magic. He's talking shit. Um, but they didn't do that. And it just, so I want to see it, but I just feel conflicted. And hopefully we'll get something concrete soon. Because it's yeah. building up. And like I say, we've been talking about this all bloody week. Yep. Um, and, and on that and on that statement, we're going to move past that and wrap up Thursday with uh, with an announcement Christian made. Uh, announced the undercard for the Shazam versus Corruption match. Yes. Yes. Um, Sorry. Yeah, we're going to get Gray Drake versus Stacy Howard. Yeah. Um, now, I'm more excited for that than I am Shazam versus Corruption. To be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I've I've grown to really enjoy Stacy. Um, now I, I will admit, when I first started watching the Schmodown, when I first found it, I didn't I didn't realize that there was that entertainment aspect, and I was under the impression that uh, Stacy and Grace was it Stacy and Grace who were the team, or was it Stacy and uh, Brienne? Stacy was on a team with Brienne. Okay, uh, yes, uh, with Jay Washington as their manager. Yes. Well, now their characters, I, I was new to it, and I was under the assumption that's their real personalities. So I could not stand them, especially Stacy. But then after I realized what's going on, I was like, okay, I get it, and I dig it now. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what turned me around on Stacy, and probably a lot of people will say this is when she beat Mark Ellis, because you know it's Mark Ellis. He's He's a, what the original Schmo, one of. We've all followed probably Mark Ellis and Christian longer than everyone else that is in this space. And so, obviously, we were rooting for, for Ellis in that match, I would assume. And me included. I was like, oh, I really don't like Stacey. Obviously, she's supposed to be a heel, and that was fine. But by the end of that match, it, um, and she won, and I was rooting for her to win by the end of it. And that was such a weird journey to go on. And I... I actually tweeted at her at the time, and she she, she liked it, I think. Um, and ever since then, I've just been um, a huge Stacey Howard fan. And Grey Drake is great to watch, really great to watch Grey Drake. Um, I was, and I was disappointed that we hadn't seen either of these um, play this year, really. I mean, Stacey played once, I believe, and she's not in the singles tournament, which I was really disappointed about. And Grey Drake, we just haven't seen. I just assume that she's been busy. I know Grey Drake, you know, seems to have some stuff going on, you know, with Rotten Tomatoes and whatever else. You know, it seems like she works a lot, you know. So I'm excited to see them back. And who are you rooting for in that match? Um, Stacey Howard. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be Brett. 
Yeah, uh, and and I'm not. This is this is nothing against redheads. Everyone has uh, everyone has preferences. I redheads have never been on my preference list. Um, mainly, and it's never been anything about looks. It's always been because of the extremely strong personalities that redheads tend to have. So I've I've never been I've never had a thing for redheads, but. Stacy is one of probably three redheads that I, I totally dig. Oh, man, well, buckle up for Spider-Man 3 because you're going to get multiple redheads when they bring every Mary Jane into the mix. Hell oh, yeah. Redhead first. And yes. Stacy Howard in there as an old, older version of um, Mary Jane. Why not? Why not? Appease, what, appease me. <laughs> what about the... Um, who have you got in Shazam versus Corruption? Um, I'm gonna take corruption in that one. They just they seem like they're hot, man. And uh Shazam seemed off a little bit, I think, that last match they played. Yeah, I'm I think a lot of that is um I think Brendan's mic and his breathing yeah. <laughs> and the technical difficulties I think really in yeah. um, messed with the flow of that match. Um, I can't remember which who they played when it was uh, I think it was final exam and it was really bad the internet. I mean, yeah. it worked because Lon was in that match, so you can kind of chalk it up to the delinquent bringing everyone else's internet down. So it it kind of salvaged itself in that aspect. But I'm not. I love Kalinowski. I absolutely adore him. He's one of the, despite his character on the Schmodown, one of the just nicest, you know, handsomest dudes I've ever seen in the space or anywhere. Really, I don't really find myself warming to chance i never have and i get that that's kind of his character he's just like this cold cockiness i guess um but kalinowski more my love for kalinowski more than balances out you know my my enjoyment of watching them however with the with the whole faction race this year i'm now rooting for shazam which i didn't think i would be no nothing against them i, I like them fine but I'm rooting for Shazam because I don't want corruption to win the to win the standings. I want Swag to win, drip drip. Yep. And if Shazam can take a few points away from them, and I'm not sure if the quirky marks are out of the running mathematically for the for the winning spot at the end of the year. Regard, um, even if they do win this match, I'm not sure if that works or not. But regardless, I'll be wearing my Shazam T-shirt for that match. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, I, I bought a comic book Shazam T-shirt, and it's the same fucking T-shirt. So I, yeah. I have a Shazam Shmodown T-shirt technically by default. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> we call that a twofer around here. Yeah, man. If only it was reversible and blue on the inside, that would be amazing. <laughs> hell Maybe yeah, hell yeah. That would be a great Shmodown T-shirt if you could reverse it. So you've got the Bibiani red one. And then the other one is the blue, but they probably can't make that as a shirt for copyright reasons. True. It's they could they could tweak it a little bit to make it so yeah. that it's not the same logo, maybe. But it's, but... It's, it's hard. It kind yeah. of sucks. I was actually talking about this the other day. Um, I can't remember to who now. But it was weird that they wasn't allowed to be called the Mouthy Mercs. They had to change the name to the Quirky Mercs. But Shazam is fine. And they're straight up using the name and the logo and yeah just think, is that do you think because um i think disney are a little bit harder to work with on the the copyright front than i think so yeah 
I would I would assume so, but you know, it's not like Warner Bros and DC is like the small company that doesn't care about that stuff. Right. You know? Right. But I just thought that was weird. Yeah, that is weird now that you bring it up. But yeah, I'd fuck Disney. Other than the Mandalorian, fuck Disney. Fuck <laughs> Disney in twenty twenty. Yeah! And uh, on that note, guys, we're going to take a quick promo break so y'all can hear some uh, about some other Merc with a Movie blog shows. And uh, we'll be right back here. I don't know, probably about a minute and a half, I believe. We'll be back on the flip side. Minute and a half. Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosting Beyond the Screen, but now here at Movie Court the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Screen. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over Screen. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're going to die a lot in that game. <laughs> well, you might. Hey there, Schmodown fans, this is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talkin' Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, the Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. Hey, we're back, uh, everybody. We're back. Hey, hey, Dean. Hey, Dean, we're Yo, back. I'm back. Am I not back? Yeah, we're back, dude. I'm From back. the break. The promo break. Yeah. We just had a promo break. And we're back from it right now. Like, we're live right now. You're fucking with me. No, I'm, no, we are. We're live right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, for real, though. But I didn't know. But we are back. We're back, guys, from that promo break. And uh, be sure to check out some of those shows. Um, again, like I said Wednesday, I'm going to update the promo break. I keep forgetting, but I'm just going to do it tonight uh, to add in the promos for shows that are starting up again and take out one. So, Yeah. But, uh, that's, why, that's why I was kind of looking like waiting for the Bachelor one. I thought it was going to cut back in. I forgot, dude. I... It's cool. Not judging. Man, stop judging me. <laughs> um, but no, guys, we are uh, today, actually, and uh, the first thing in the notes I uh, already addressed this morning because we had technical difficulties as well. Um, and I had just brought up how uh, when when whatever happened with Brett's voice and it kept looping. Yeah, that was crazy. I thought for like... 
five, ten seconds. I thought he was doing that on purpose because yeah. he just made a joke. Um, just made a joke about how he sucked at improv, or somebody made a joke about sucking at improv, and then he kind of just went, yeah, 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 yeah. and I was like, is this improv? Is he kind of making a point by doing really bad improv on purpose? <laughs> and then, and then it, really, <laughs> then it, it occurred to me that no, it's actually a, a technical glitch. It was fun. It was yeah. one of the more fun um, technical issues we've had for a while. Um, and see, I, I was questioning whether or not the crew knew that there was a technical issue because the way they were acting did not seem like they had any idea what was going on. It seemed like they were doing something that we couldn't hear, and it seemed like they were having a lot of fun doing it, too. Yeah, well, I thought when I realized that it was actually a thing, I thought maybe it was just my internet or it was my Is that my how you device. do it? Is that what it is? That I, I don't know. That thing the kids do. See, when I, the, I, I do the, the Teen Wolf. Yeah, it used to be called the Thriller, but, you know, somebody ruined that. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, anyway. Um, uh, something I'm stoked about, um, and uh, not that you aren't necessarily, but your politics are different from ours, so you may not be as interested in, like, our po political shows and stuff. But have you ever seen The West Wing before? No, it's, um, it's Martin Sheen, right? Yes. And um, Aaron Sorkin. And I know it is the um, Walking Down Corridors show because every clip I see is just they're talking and walking. Yeah. Um, it looks like a good show, but, yeah, for the reasons, it's hard to have that. Like, I'm, I know it's fictionalised, obviously, it's, you know, not actually based on, but, you know, it's definitely a barrier and it definitely knocks something further down my list. Um, same thing happened with House of Cards. I was like, I really want to watch this show. The acting looks great. The writing looks great. You know, Fincher doing the pilot and stuff. And it just, I was just like, am I in the mood for this? You know, am I going to get this? And I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And now I can't watch it because Kevin Spacey fucked it up. So, yeah. Yeah. So now I'll never get to watch House of Cards. I mean, there's still hope for the West Wing, I guess. Is it, yeah. um, what are they bringing it back with a, um, they're doing like a... Yeah, the, there's a, the, there's an episode in season three uh, called Hartsfeld's Landing. And it, the, in, the, in the plot, in the timeline of the show, it is, they, when the show starts, they are already into the first term of President Bartlett's, uh, Martin Sheen's uh, first term. So then this episode is uh, is coming up on the re-election uh, that that they're about to become uh, that they're facing, and it's just it's really good, really dramatic. Lots of good, like you said, talking, which Aaron is great at dialogue. Um, it's very powerful episode, and it, it does have a lot of themes that you know that run with the importance of voting, the importance of yeah, you know that time to do it. yeah. Yeah, and and it's just, but the, yeah, they're doing the stage adaptation, like they did it on a stage, dude. And have you seen the trailer? I didn't see the trailer, no. Wow, it's only so far you can walk on a stage before you fall yeah. off the side of it. So Aaron's gonna have to write his way around that. Yeah, uh, I've actually got a pitch for this. Well, wouldn't it be great? I'm just this is off the top of my head right now. Wouldn't it be great if Martin Sheen actually ran for president and then they just documented it? 
<laughs> wow. People would vote for him, right? Uh, a lot would. A lot would. Yes, yes. And I, I, I know there's some hesitation there. Like, I have no... Dude, President Bartlett, his character in West Wing is fucking amazing. An amazing person, an amazing character. Oh, he's not like a corrupt president. No, he wasn't at all. That character was not corrupt at all. A very was a good man. Was a good man. If Kanye West can can run, let's get Martin Sheen in there, and then just film it. Just film his um, campaign, and then just release that as another season of The West Wing. You know, documentary style. So okay, so if if we're going this route, let's have Martin Sheen as president, and uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus uh, from. Uh, what was uh veep that hbo show veep that she did she played the vice president in an hbo comedy show and it was a great show so let's have those two team up let's yeah, do it man. and if we if we're getting actors to actually do the jobs that they play on screen you know i'd probably let george clooney operate on me as well so let's, let's, let's do it there you go george there you go, Christian Bale. Get on that fucking bat suit and start jumping off of buildings, buddy. He probably has enough money. You blow your mind how many billionaires there are. Nobody's doing that. Nobody has even. Yeah. Like you would think of all the crazy news stories that we get of you know people fighting in waffle houses and all this random crazy shit that happens. Not one billionaire just one night has tried to go out and hit some people with gadgets. It's yeah, to me, there are uh, money is in the wrong hands, people. Give they're it to used me. to fuck it, you, Batman. <laughs> okay, dude, there used to be in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, in two thousand five, around that time. Uh, what's that? Is it the Phoenix dude? No, it's his name was Shadow Hair. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm trying to. Uh, he was he was a superhero dude, and then he uh, he ended up recruiting his girlfriend to join him, and he ended up getting the shit kicked out of him one time when he was trying to stop some crime or something. Oh, that's, um, that's idea. You don't get your um, your spouse if you're crime fighting. Do not do not you know that's your time away from the relationship. You know that's where you exercise off your um, your frustrations with day to day life. As soon as you start bringing your wife or husband to crime fight, you know, that's going to overshadow the um, the work at hand, I would imagine. I don't yeah. know, I'm just my own experience. Um, I, I, pull, I just, yeah, I just, uh, hold on, I just, where did I put it at, though, is the question. Um, okay, here, I just down, I just downloaded a picture of, of them. Uh, he is Shadow Hair, and she is Silver Moon. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. I like the, I like his logo. The um, the evil looking rabbit. Evil rabbit. I mean, now that I'm saying that it's a rabbit, it's... it kind of ruins the um. You know, I mean, what's he gonna do? Breed with you a million times so that you can't do any crimes. Um, <laughs> Phoenix Jones is the guy that I was trying to think of. I know that was a guy. I'm not sure what state he was in, but that was an American. Hmm. Dude who um, put on a costume and gained him the triety for a few years. I think he actually ended up joining the police force or something hmm. like that. 
Um, so it does happen, but these are all poor people with nothing to do and crap costumes with rabbits on them. You know? Yeah, it, who who bring their girlfriends into it too? <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. This guy was a scrawny little fuck. <laughs> you can see how small this guy is, and then look at how small she is compared to him, and he's taking her out with him to fight crime and shit? Come on, yeah, she dude. she not approved. Look at, look at the look she's giving him. It's like, when you said yeah. you are going to take me out, this is not what I thought you meant. Yeah, she's like, yeah. Oh, oh man. Garden. Now I'm fighting muggers. That's great. But, but yeah, man, uh... But anyway, I don't, I, I don't know how the fuck we went from the West Wing stage adaptation to fucking Shadow Hair and oh, Silver man, Moon. You know, you got to flow with the conversation sometimes. You can't start every day. Yeah, but um, something did come out from Disney Plus uh, that I kind of had a question for us to uh, ponder here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Soul is going to Disney Plus for free, it would seem, and they talked a little bit about it. But yeah, like. It's so far there's no consistency as far as what's free on the streaming service and what you have to pay for. Um, how big of a problem do you think this is going to become if they don't make a like? Should they set a precedent? And if they don't, do you think this is going to end up fucking them over with their subscribers? Um, I think there's a couple of things here. Um, to be honest, I think studios are realizing that maybe they should have just done this from the start. I guess when everyone thought that the pandemic would be over in like two months, they 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 figured they'd um be a bit more cautious. But I think with hindsight, trolls and Mulan probably should have done this. Um, and you, as to what you're saying, I definitely I think it's problematic. Um, I think RB3 said it as well. Is if you release this for free, and then you, the next movie that you you drop you don't release for free, that's not a good look. No. For multiple reasons. One, with the inconsistency. Two, you know, this is a prominent movie, uh, you know, about people of colour. Uh, you know, Jamie Foxx is the lead. Um, and if it, it kind of opens up, you know, at least the conversation of, oh, does, you know, do we care less about this movie? So we kind of just going to throw it on there willy-nilly, as it were. Um so I think if you're releasing this for free, they kind of have to do that moving forward. I mean, they might come out and say, oh, well, it was a lower budget. But, you know, these movies, these um, Pixar movies aren't cheap to make, you know. Yeah. So, and also, these, this was touted um, not too long ago. I was hearing, like, there was Oscar buzz on this. Um, and they thought that it might be in the, the running for best animated movie and stuff like that, which Pixar, like, always are usually. Um, so then, if this goes straight to Disney Plus, what does that do for um, awards chances as well? And then, could this be the thing that finally legitimises streaming movies in the Academy? So it could do some some real good in that aspect. Yeah. Um, I think they should release it for free. I think they should be releasing everything for free. Like I said multiple times over this last week, you know. Disney are crapping money. They could take a, a couple of these movies, release them for free on Disney Plus, and, you know, it might sting a little bit, but I think the goodwill that it would generate would, you know, you can't put a price on that. And 
you know, they're, they're more important things. And, you know, Bob Iger, he'll watch your back. Bob Iger is, um, oh, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. I'm not, I, I, I don't know where he lives. Uh, um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm not expecting, what I'm saying is I'm not expecting Disney or Bob Iger or anyone of these studios, they can't cure COVID. They can't stop the pandemic you know, regardless of how much money they have. What they could do is put these movies out. You know, one of the big things of the movie-going experience and just movies in general that people were, you know, the reason people are missing it is because it, this stuff is good for the soul. See what I did there? I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> this stuff is, you know, this the pandemic is hard on mental health. It's hard on everyone. And I think the goodwill that they would have generated would have gone a long way and I think people would have you know I think people would remember that kind of thing oh uh, I think so too what's your thought you, you think we're getting it for free you think um, I free? think they will yes I think they will but there, there's something else I've thought about here it's kind of a double slap in the face the first slap in the face and this is the the people who are getting slapped are folks like me who are who are already subscribed to Disney Plus, okay? So yeah. the first slap to me and folks like me is that um, is that I have to pay for Milan, but I get this for free. The, so the lack of consistency is a yeah. slap in the face. But then think about, uh, okay, I'm a subscriber. I'm already paying for it. And you put Saul on there, and I don't have to pay more for it. But then all these other people who don't have Disney Plus can just come in and get a free week trial and watch this movie for free, yeah. and then and then cancel the week trial and never have to pay for shit. Yeah, I mean, I think how that—that's another slap across the other cheek. Yeah, you're not really getting anything if you look at it in that way. I really like the idea that they brought up on the show with um. You know, if it's like seven bucks or whatever it is for Disney Plus and, you know, have a premium version of Disney Plus for 10 bucks a month where you get these new releases straight away. You know, I think that would have worked that you could have applied that same thing to um, Mulan. You could apply that to um, Soul and then depending on how that, you know, works out, maybe even the bigger movies like Black Widow and, you know, some of these other things. Because here's the thing. If they release Soul for free on Disney Plus, and then we find out, you know, that the pandemic's going to be going on for another year, and they're like, "Oh shit, I guess we're going to have to release Black Widow on Disney Plus," they're not going to want to take that same loss on Black Widow, and then it goes back to the original point of that just looks like a really shitty move, and you know, and kind of a little bit disrespectful. So yeah, it it. It's a good move to do it, but it does put them in a corner and it kind of does make a statement. And if they release one movie for free and then the next movie, um, you know, behind a paywall again, that kind of undoes any goodwill they get from making this for free. So I'm guessing those are, the, those are probably some of the options that they're kind of considering when weighing it up. I don't know. Yeah. I'm no, I didn't go to business school, Bob. Me neither. Me neither. Um, uh, I went to regular high school and then I went to a trade school to learn how to run yeah. a printing press and then I never ended up working with a printing Man, press. So I didn't even go to high school as much as I was supposed to. So 
I tried to skip out once, and we got caught by the head of security in our campus. So he was really cool about it, though. So (laughs) he probably saw it frequently. We didn't have a head of security, so you know. Oh yeah, dude. We uh, well, this was a trade school that you could go to for your junior and senior year of high school. Your last two years of high school, you could opt and go to this trade school. And they had campus security. They had three buildings, big buildings on on the campus, yeah. and that's. But guess, it was just great, dude. It was a lot of fun. I guess you know, you 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 guys schools having security, more security than ours is kind of a a no brainer. Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, not to bring the mood down. But well, no, but I mean, this was in 1998 too. This was in 97, 98, 96. So I mean. Uh, it just, you know, but, but I mean, also it wasn't like, like there, you got to think like this wasn't, this was, this was kids from high schools across like three or four counties that were all coming together. So this wasn't like one town high school or anything. This was like, you had thousands and thousands and thousands of kids at this trade school, you know? So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, uh, understandably so they had they had a head of security they had a second head of security and then they had about three or four guys below them so but uh but everybody was cool and oh man i'm I'm not going to get into it now because my mom listens to this show but uh i got some good stories about uh about the security there and how fucking cool they were and how much uh illegal and fun shit i did on campus and uh it was just great but uh can take away that even though he's not talking about it he definitely had a lot of interactions with the school security guy yeah and it was all good it was all good too so i even had some interactions with them outside of school which was even better so you know we're on a first name basis we're having hell yeah hell yeah man i miss old dude he was the bomb dude both of them head of security and his second in charge both of them were fucking bomb dude speaking Uh, of a bomb Brett was great today. Yes. Brett, I mean, Brett's always kind of cool, but I, you know, I mentioned that you know, he, he kind of was a bit quieter as of late. But to the last this week and today especially, he was on the mark, just constant. It was great. I mean, he's even you know he's throwing the stories over to Ben. He's the only one who watched the trailer for that stupid fucking Mercury movie mm. that I don't even know, you know, what movie that was. But um, what is the joke he he had about um, Spider Gwen and his kid finally having somebody to represent them on screen? I was dying. <laughs> I was absolutely dying. And I was, it also kind of got me on this little thing of because um, I was thinking about it's like you know Brett like with the confidence to like do like some of these like edgier jokes that he's been doing. And also kind of like the way that he's been talking about how great at maths he is and how, you know, how great his daughter's doing and all this kind of stuff. And, and I stopped to think like, man, I, you kind of remember like, Brett used to be like, his thing was self-deprecation. Yeah. That was yeah. bread and butter. And it's not anymore. And, I, and for a split second, I thought, oh man, I miss self-deprecating Brett. And I thought, no, that's a really horrible thing to say. You don't want self-deprecating Brett. I can you know, just have this new confident Brett because it seems to be, you know, maybe I'm misreading it, or it, it seems to be that he's, you know, really had a boost in in some way. Maybe it's, you know, because with this phone to a pandemic, there's nothing to fucking lose. Like, might as well just 
go for it. But I don't know. You, you pick. You picking up on that? Or is that just me? No. Yeah, I pick up on that too, man. Um, it, and it's 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 been cool. It's like literally watching him grow and develop a little bit uh, over the over the last yeah. year and a half or so. Um, Definitely, he, he always like the putting himself down in like a comedy yeah. way this stuff which is funny you know that's kind of like what i do in my personal life as well sometimes but to see him like slowly change i'm not again not sure of the reason why but i'm i'm here for it i mean to be honest i think today's show was one of the best shows we've had in a long time i mean it almost felt like they'd read or heard like our notes you know that they were doing the impressions throughout you know they didn't they say they yeah. didn't say two for the end but they were dropping them constantly throughout yeah. they went deep in on the soul topic and you know the music and a couple of other stories whereas lately they've been like kind of just skirting over the topics and i just it just had a really good balance like it just felt like we hadn't had a, a show like that for a while not to say that we've had shit shows for the last six right. months but it just felt like it was really smooth, really funny, really insightful, just really, really hit all the marks for me um, today. I mean, it always does, you know, to a certain degree. But, yeah, I was a big fan of today's show. I was laughing. And I was out in public listening to the today's show. <laughs> and it's like pitch black outside, you know, and I am just laughing much louder than I should have been. I thought, I'm going to get in trouble here. Like, somebody's going to think that I'm a crazy person. You know? And and I don't want them to know that I am, in fact, a crazy person. So, you know, luckily I had the mask on, so you can't see me like... <laughs> <laughs> That's you know? great. Hell yeah, man. Um, and yeah, and, and it's great. And like, and, and the, we're going to end it on this and bring it back around to what we were talking about earlier. That it's it's great that they're talking about music more. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and a fan had called or not called in, but uh, uh, put in a Streamlab asking their favorite album. I can never be like like. What is your favorite album? I can't do that. Like, I can list some of my favorite albums, but I can't be like, this is my favorite or this is my top two. It's impossible yeah. to do because, for me, music is dependent on my mood. Um, and, and so, on one day, my favorite album could be this, and on the next day, it could be this over here. Yeah. So, uh, But, uh, you know, I just figured we'd, uh, we'd list a few of our favorite albums and shit, yeah. man. I was thinking about it when they were talking about it. I didn't know that that was going to be on the docket, but it, it makes sense. And I'm the same. It's like, I listen to so many different things and I have to listen to things based on mood or situations, what I'm doing. You know, I'm not going to go jogging. I've never gone jogging, but you know, I wouldn't go jogging or running, listening to like chill, chill, chill step music or something like that. And I'm not going to, you know, listen to, you know, I, I need my music to be to fit the situation and the mood. So picking just one all-time album is just that's just impossible, absolutely impossible. Yeah. Um, it would probably be between two though, and first one is um, Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf. I don't know if you're familiar with those, um, but that album is incredible. Two thousand and three, I think. Um, 
No One Knows, the big hit on that. It was quite a big radio hit um, for, for a hard rock group, for sure. And the other one, we talked about them earlier, is Alkaline Trio, Good Morning, which I think is probably also 2003. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in my peak teenage years. Not peak, but I was a teenager. Um, so those are the two that come to mind. And Nirvana came up a lot, and I'm a big Nirvana fan, um, but not never mind as much as... Um, the one after um, In Utero is the um, my Nirvana album of choice. I think it kind of goes more dynamic. I, 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 saw dynamic. I saw In Utero as kind of them going back to their roots with Bleached. And, yeah, not and, Bleached as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too, man. Them, but, um, in fact, I'm a big fan of um, it's um, not technically it's an album, but it's like a B-Sides album, which is... Um, Incesticide. Incesticide. That's the one. That's great as well. Yeah. Um. Here we go. Me choosing my favourite Nirvana album, and I just named all of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's it for me. What's yours? Uh, well, I'm gonna list off four. Uh, um, one uh, that one that I really like to listen to when I'm walking, and it's it, it's good. It ins it gives me inspiration. Is uh. Uh, Christina Perry's Header Hearts album. Um, uh, and, and let me, let me, sometimes people get confused. I am, this is Christina Perry, not Katy Perry, the stupid fireworks girl. I can't stand her. Orlando Bloom, have fun with that shit. I'm talking about Christina Perry. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoy that album. It, it makes me feel good. Um, one from my youth that changed, well, it changed my life. It was at a pivotal time in my teens was, uh, Pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails. Nine and, Inch Nails, yes. Yeah, which is still my favorite band, um, and I yeah. fucking just love them. Uh, then I'll drop a couple more here. Um, uh, Weezer's Pinkerton album. I just what? absolutely love that album. I'm a Maladroy guy, but yeah, mm. cool, cool. Yeah, well, Helmet, I haven't heard a bad album they've put out to my ear. Uh, they they got some great songwriting going on there. Yep. And, uh, well, we were talking about Blink-182 earlier. I love Blink-182, but, uh, well, each one of those, uh, the main guys, Tom did a, did a side band called Boxcar Racer. I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard of them. I love that album. Yeah. However... Mark did an album uh, with a side band called Plus 44, and that oh, album man. is just fucking beautiful. Yes, it's a, the production on that is incredible. The songwriting on that is incredible. My favourite track off of that is, is it 155, I think is the title? I think so, yeah. Um, 145, something like that. Um, but that's a, yeah, that's a great album. And that was kind of like, into that was I was like at college age I guess when when that came out um I mean our college age is different to your college age because we finished right. high school 16 so I was like I think I was like 17 when that album came out and I've still got it on CD somewhere actually you could probably you would be able to see it but you can see this pile of CDs yes yes here. it's in there somewhere um, seeing as you did four, I'll also list um, 
the fourth one, not including the four Nirvana albums that I named, but um, <laughs> it come up a few times on the show today as well. So Marshall Mathers LP was the first mm. album I ever bought. It's also the first album I ever bought twice because my dad heard me listening to it and napped that bitch in half. Damn. Uh, that was brutal. I mean, I, I was 10 or 11 when that album came out. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh-huh. You and, were a fucking young buck, dude. I mean, the idea, um, like, my kid's 10, and if I thought that she was listening to that what? album, no way, no way. So I get it, but, you know. It you were 10 years it. old in 2000? Yeah. That's when that album came out. You were two, You were 10 in 2000. Um, well, I, I was born in 89, so yeah, depending on... Okay. When, okay. Yeah, see, I got 10 years, because I'm sitting here thinking, you were 10? I'm like, I was like fucking 20. Like, you can't be that much younger than me, but yeah, you are, so... Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell I wish yeah. I felt it. I wish I felt it. There's actually, um, there's a scientific explanation for why, um, because, you know, most people, you ask them for their favourite albums, and most people will list albums that come out between the ages of, like, 10 and 17. And um, your body actually releases a certain kind of endorphin when you listen to music that that you like. And I think your, your brain produces less of it as you get older, so you always have a stronger connection to, mm. to, to albums from a certain period in your life. There's actually scientific reasoning for that, which I thought was pretty cool. But then it kind of bums me out because then I'm like, oh man, but I want to, I want to like new music. I don't want to be that <laughs> old guy. I want to like force myself to, to, to vibe with newer music. Which of course, if you're forcing yourself to vibe, you ain't vibing. Yeah, and and I'm one of those old people, dude. I'm like, I'm sitting around going, dude, I do not understand this shit that's coming out today. I don't like it. It makes no sense. It's fucking stupid. Uh, so I'm one of those old people. I just don't get it, man. And that makes perfect sense what you're saying, you know, because uh, as far as musically and style, the way I dress and, and talk and everything about me, I'm, I'm, I am straight up stuck in the 90s. And that makes a lot of sense yeah. as to why. Yeah. No, again, I always thought it was just like it was just like a lame thing to kind of like only like or, you know, favor the music that you listen to is um as a teenager, it seems like, you know, we're supposed yeah. to like develop and evolve as people, whatever that means. But, um, yeah, no, the, I was pretty, you know, comforted to find out that there was actually a reason for that. And it wasn't just me being like an old stale white dude or whatever. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Minute Thank you, by the way, you just called me an old stale white dude. Thank you very I, much for that. I put myself in there. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can be old and stale, whoever you are, you know, it's um, multi-generational, um, internationally, universally recognised, anyone can be stale, anyone can feel old. Yeah. And, you know, you just happen to get two of those for much longer than 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, though. That's all right, though. I, I have... I, I just need, after over a year of doing this, I need to just give up on trying to be like, okay, 
Uh, yeah, looks like it'll be like an hour show or a forty-five minute show. It yeah. never happens, dude. I mean, mainly still because as well. Yeah, I, I thought it was all my fault that we. Were yeah, going yeah. Around. Even by myself, you're right. Even by myself, dude. Also, that I'll be like, and I've done it before in the past. Be by myself at the top of the show. This is gonna be a short show, guys. Maybe twenty, twenty-five minutes. An hour later, and I'm fucking finally wrapping it up. <laughs> I was an old and stale before we started this video. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Well, man, uh, we're gonna wrap it for this week, man. Great show, great episode today. Um, why don't you uh, let the uh, let the listeners know uh, where they can find you at? Just get on me the up Twitter. On Twitter, yeah, down there, Dean Lewis twenty ninety nine. You can get me on um, Instagram. Um, I think it's the same name. I'm not sure. I'll have to look at that. Hang on, I can do that. I can do that. Come and follow me on Instagram. I, I, I do funny stuff sometimes. Or mostly I post about, like, comics and movies and things. I think uh, I've posted one thing to my Instagram. I On Instagram, I'm the real DL2099, just in case you thought I was the fake one. And also, if there's a fake one, let me know. That's where yeah. you can find me. Um, and as far as Instagram goes, don't follow me there because, like I said, I've only posted one thing on my Instagram. I don't, I don't get it. I don't have time for that shit uh, or the patience. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that if anyone out there is looking for someone to follow on Instagram, may I suggest Soraya Beavis, the real page from WWF or WWE rather. Uh, she has. She's a good-looking gal. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't know who she was until um, she was on Collider Live. I'd yeah. a wrestling person. I mean, I dabbled with wrestling, like, in the Attitude Era, um, but not really. Um, we didn't. We couldn't afford the channels that, to, to get the stuff. So I had, like, the PlayStation game, and, and that was it. But, yeah, no, she was a um, really cool personality. Yeah. And, you know, good genes, good genes. Yeah. And, I, I think I actually do follow her on Instagram just because, you know, anytime somebody shows up on Collider Live, I like to give support in any way that I can when they've got a guest on there, you know, so. Yep, yep. Uh, but uh, but if you guys want to follow me on the Twitter, and you him. can do so there. Uh, down here, <laughs> you can follow me over. Oh man, it's I'm weird, so dude. Looking at the camera and trying to point at shit. I'm, you're like, what? I'm glad you're doing it as well because I'm like, just. I, I thought it would like come natural after like the first couple of shows that I would get used to pointing that way, uh, you know. But I think if if well, you keep in mind, it's the point. opposite direction of where you want to go. So like on my screen, it's to right of me, so I want to point to my left. Amount of times I'm trying to adjust my hair, I see like I've got hair in my face. I'm like, where is it? <laughs> Hell yeah! But but if y'all want to follow me on the Twitter, you can do so at jwade1134. That's the letter J W A D E one one three four. Also follow Merc with the movie blog at movie blog Merc. Um, and uh, yeah, go to your podcasting platform uh, and, and put in your Merc with the movie blog feed in there and. Sub to it, rate, all that good stuff, guys. You can get some written content, markwiththemovieblog.com, online, and, of course, you can find it on Facebook. 
Um, and just for you, Saul, you can watch this show on this channel that you're watching right now. Um, it's here on this channel that you're watching now. So you don't have to go anywhere else to find it. It's right here. Is Saul watching? Is he in the chat? No, he was making fun of us last time because I was like, and you can watch this show on this channel right here because obviously if I'm watching this channel, it's on this channel. But Breaking news, we are in fact where we are right now yeah. at the moment. Yeah, we're not somewhere else. So, also, <laughs> hell yeah, man. Big fan, hit me up, follow me on Twitter if you don't already. Hell yeah. And uh, you were watching last time. Yeah. And uh, be sure to sub to the channel, guys. Uh, that'll help us out. Uh, my my short term goal, baby step goal, is to get to a hundred subs first, and then work our way up there. We need uh, eighty more subs to reach hundred. So let's get us yeah, there, and then we'll keep growing from there. Now we need five thousand subs for Roka to even return my calls. Yeah. Well, maybe we can get him to return our calls. We've had him on a couple times. He's a nice guy. Uh, maybe he'll throw us a bone. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, now I can finally say until next week. Now, yeah. everybody have a great safe week, guys. We are out. Stay safe.